Hello, hello to all my hairstylist friends. If you are behind the chair and you are not feeling 100% confident in your hair color skills, especially when it comes to formulation, if you find yourself struggling with brassy results and not being able to complete services that your clients are showing you photographs of, this is the place to be. Welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I have been a colorist behind the chair for 33 years. 17 of those years, I've decided to specialize in hair color, and I am now teaching full-time to bring the latest and greatest to you, the busy hairstylist, to up your game in hair color. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. She is a repeat guest. She's been on the podcast before. Uh, We go way back to our grade school days. Her name is Gina Stansfield. Um, She has been in the industry for a very long time, and she recently has made the leap into being a solo suite owner. So I wanted to have her back to share with you, you know, the good, the bad, and the in-between. She is a friend, so I know she will be more honest with you about the the leap and you know what what it entails. I have been blessed to watch her journey from when she went to beauty school to today, um, and she continues to grow and is super successful. So I'm excited to hear um, her feedback on all things uh, solopreneurship. So welcome back to the podcast, Gina. It's so great to have you here. Thanks, Elaine. How are you? I'm good. I love your background. I love your wallpaper. I, I knew that you were home when I saw the uh, the fabulous wallpaper. Um, so yeah, you have done it all. You've worked in corporate salon. We both did. And we both mm-hmm. got our really good training from, from all the abuse we took in the corporate, in the corporate environment. Um, but it really made us who we are today as far as our discipline um, as okay. hairstylists. Um, for sure. So we have them to thank for that. Um, So, you know, it gets a little crazy, as you know, at the corporate level, um, you feel like you have zero control when you're working for a big company. And then you came to work with me, we had a very small environment, and there's problems with a small environment, because you really have to have a strong culture, and everyone really has to play nice in the sandbox. So you've experienced that. And then when you were no longer with me and went to the next situation, it was a bigger privately owned salon, which that has its other um, sort of complications. Um, to, to fast forward to now, you've made the leap to go on your own. So um, what has that been like as far as having all that past experience and finally making the leap into having full you know, being a fellow Taurus, I have told you on numerous occasions that you needed to do your own thing because we know as Taurus, we like to control the scent, the music, the temperature. And you've always been from back when you worked at your first job to working with me to working where you left to go on your own. You've always been a manager without a manager paycheck. You've always gone above and beyond and gotten more involved in the daily everything as someone who cares about the culture and about how things go. And I can imagine how frustrating that was to not have total control. Right. So, well, thank you for saying that. So, yes, I I did take the leap finally. Um, 
I was scared as shit. I'm not going to lie. I signed papers in March and did not start until August um, because I'm a control freak and I needed everything done to A to Z perfect so that my first day that I went into the suite, I would just concentrate on doing hair. So I feel personally that there's like a lot that really goes uh, like behind the scenes to opening one. Everyone thinks, oh, it's just turnkey. You just turn the key. Yeah, that's great. But like, you then need to get your, you know, your uh, booking site up, all your names, emails, phone numbers, everything. You know, I had help of my sister, thank God, who was behind the scenes doing so much for me that allowed me still to work. And then, you know, we would do little powwows every other day, like, hey, this is what needs to be done. Can you do this? Can you do that? So honestly, like, I don't know what I would have done without her. And for me to actually just hand over my iPad was the biggest and hardest thing to do. And for me was to say, here, here's a $1,200 piece of equipment, do what you need to do. And then just tell me what I have to do. So I did it. And thank God I did. It was the easiest thing. So, I mean, that was like a big thing of it. And then buying everything and making sure you had everything in order with an accountant or, you know, like we've talked about like, Hey, yeah, I was on a commission based salon, but, and then everyone's like, well, now you're going to, it's all going to be yours. Well, honestly, it's not all mine. I mean, it sounds great. But I keep looking, I mean, at my bank account every day when it, the deposits go in, I'm like, okay, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? So yeah, a lot of it's yours, but I do have help. So I have to pay them. I have to pay my taxes. I have to pay my supplies, your cleaning products. Like all that stuff goes into how much money you make. So that, you know, is eye-opening. You know, for anybody who I did work for, like, yeah, I give kudos to you guys because I come home sometimes and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I got to do all that yet. Like it's crazy. (laughs) I enjoy doing it. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know me, I have a system. So it's like every other Monday I do my order. Like I now have to answer to myself. And that is what I'm so glad about because if something's wrong, I did it. So for me, um, I'm very guilty. Um, I'm a uh, recovering shoulder. I'm a should. I'll should all over you. Um, So I've been shooting you for a long time about you doing this. And for me, it's so easy to see in you what you don't see in yourself. And I would see, you know, when, when I would hire a new assistant, I would get so overwhelmed with scheduling. What's the best time to have them come in when you have three different assistants doing three different schedules and you would just see it completely differently and map it all out in five minutes where I was like, my brain hurt, you know? So you had so many things that were strong points for you that you didn't even know because you think everybody thinks like you and they don't. Um, so, so when I talk to you now, what did the fear look like? For those of you listening, Pennsylvania, this is brand new for us. We were always the holdout state. We still have state stores. We can't buy wine or beer in a supermarket like I can now in Florida. So Pennsylvania seems to be the the buttoned up state when it comes to regulation. So we just now got approval for solo suite. So it's brand new. So for you, you know, I, I had talked to you, we met for coffee and you're like, everybody says I should have a salon, but I don't want all the headaches because you did 
care so much on the employee side about all of the way everything works that you knew the stress level that comes with being in charge of everything and everyone and paying for everything. But in a solo situation, name those fears. What, what did that feel like? And what was it that you were afraid of? So what I was afraid of is, I mean, I feel like I, I like to stay on top of things in like the education part of it all. And so I thought, well, how am I going to still stay educated and, and interact with other stylists? Like not necessarily asking for help, but like, Hey, what would you do in that situation? Or like, do you think this formula would look good or something like that? Like bang ideas off each other. That's probably was one of my biggest fears. I'm a people person. So I love to be around people. I'm fortunate that the last salon that I just left, um, there's a good group of us that are now there at this solo that I'm at. So that's cool. Like I can, you know, go say to uh, David, who's a friend of mine and also was a coworker, like, Hey, I have this issue. Like, what would you do? And like, I would feel comfortable asking him or like, I guess, you know, um, value, I guess, like what his feelings are about it. So, um, that, that, that was important. And, you know, how do I keep gaining new clients? Because I'm older. Um, I try to stay up with everything, go to classes, but like, you know, I want to be where that young girl is next to me. I'm competitive. So she's 25. I want to be doing the service that that 25 year old's doing, even though I love, love my great clients. I want variety. I want I, I love it. So that was like another fear of mine was, am I still going to be able to get new clients? So me personally put a goal for myself was you need to gain. And this may, people may laugh at this or be like, what? Like I myself said, I need to gain two new clients a month. So that's either every other week or one in, you know, two in four weeks, however way I am busy. I am booked but I want to be busier. Like I always want that next moment of being busy. And that's why you're successful because most stylists, especially when they're not on their own and they are working in a salon where someone is doing marketing for them is always putting butts in seats. We tend to get a little, um, lazy and comfortable and just accept what's on the book, but you've never been that person. So if you would have said to me, I'm afraid I'm not going to get new clients. I would laugh because I've never seen you without a wait list. Um, you always have people waiting to get in. You're always cramming people in, adding days, going in on your days off, which we're going to talk about that. We're going to beat you into submission <laughs> to stop doing that because here's the deal. <clears throat> I'm going to put my life coaching hat on. Anywhere you go, you are there. When I heard that for the first time, I was like, what the f are you talking about? What? what, what what's what? What? This person said to me, you need to read the book. Uh, you are, everywhere you go, there you are, something to that effect. And I was like, okay, I'll read it. And basically it's saying, like now that I'm going through the throes of menopause, that darling time of year, there's times when I want to leave a room that I'm in and I'm the only one in it. Like I want to run the hell away from myself. I'm so on my own nerves. So when we don't realize that we're taking all of our beliefs all of our habits, all of us, wherever we are. So whether you're 
at a salon, working commission, corporate, if you're um, you know, going into being a, a distributor sales rep or now doing the solo suite, you are going to be there. Your money story is, stays with you. You're always going to have that money story that you've had since you were a kid. And we inherited that from our parents. So the hardest thing to do, and you're going to go through it because it's your first year, but I promise you at the end of this year, you're going to look back at being so fearful, handing over that iPad and saying, why didn't I do that three years sooner? Why didn't I let go of that control? Because when you really realize that we have no control whatsoever, zero control, no matter how prepared, no matter how systemized, look at the weather, right? You plan a wedding for an entire year and you're like, yeah. invitations and this is engraved and that's this and you have all your ducks in a row and then the sky opens up and it just starts pouring and you're like okay can't do the outdoor photos can't do this can't do that and you roll with it and everything turns out okay so um, I, I'm excited to follow your journey and see how much you realize that it's like Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz you've always had it in you the whole time you just didn't realize it um, and then because you're so passionate about our industry, I can see you becoming a really strong mentor to those that are feeling how you felt a right. year ago. The what if train that runs off the track every night when you go to bed, you know, what if I can't pay my rent? What if no clients follow me? What if, you know, I don't like it? What if, what if, what if we can live our lives with what ifs, or we can pull up those big girl panties to write under your bra, Urkel style and say, what if I stay miserable for the rest of my life? That's worse. That's where I became um, so unhappy that I was like, the fear of staying in my situation and being miserable became greater than the fear of the unknown of taking the leap and doing something different. So it, it happens no matter what, either your the universe forces you into that change or you finally get it yourself. But when the universe steps in, it's a much bumpier ride and talk about yeah. losing control when the universe decides it's their job to get you to move, it's going to be painful. It's going to be a torn rotator cuff. It's going to be a broken kneecap. It's, it's the universe is going to put you down physically where you can't physically do things the way that you're continuing to do it. I could share a million stories of how I've seen that happen. I mean, I am beyond thrilled. I'm so happy that I, I did it. I mean, like I sit there and I'm like, wow, this is all me. This is mine. This is how I want it. This is how I want to treat my clients. This is how I want my client drapes. Like my clients all come in and they say it to me all the time. They're like, it's just so nice. Like, you know what I mean? Like one Sunday I got done early. So I said to my sister, she helps me on Sundays. I'm like, listen, I know we're done like really, really early today, but like, do you mind giving me one more hour? I want to take everything out of this room and scrub it. Like that stuff is so important to clients and like young people, old people, whatever, it doesn't matter. But like some stylists don't realize clients look at all that. Clients love a clean space, especially now with the COVID and all that. Mm -hmm. But like, I just want, I, I just feel like they want to feel wanted. They want to feel like, I don't care what I spend because you want me in your chair. You enjoy me in your chair. You know what I mean? Like, I may not agree with every client or like, or have the same beliefs or, uh, you know, whatever with a client, but I treat every client the same exact way. I love, like, I've watched your social media and I see you 
doing mimosas on Sundays and make, you know, you see your clients sitting there with a big smile, drinking a fun beverage. Like that's the nice part of having your own space because, you know, when you're working, so I remember when we both worked at that other salon, it drove me insane that they served coffee in styrofoam cups. It was the most expensive salon in our area. And first they didn't have coffee at all. And us employees were like, come on, we need to give these women a nice cup of coffee on a freezing cold Saturday. Don't, don't even get me started with the no heat. <laughs> There's never <laughs> any heat. We had to turn on all the hood dryers to get warmed yeah. up in the morning. Um, but you know, all that money they were charging. And yes, I know the rent was high. It was in a mall. I get that now as an owner, but they were like, okay, well, if you want coffee, you guys all have to chip in and pay for the coffee. And then they had styrofoam cups. And I love my coffee. I actually switched in June to decaf. I never thought I would see the day I was having some stomach issues. So I still love it. I still love the ritual of it, but now it's decaf, but you come at me with that styrofoam. I want to smack it right out of your hands. I will not drink coffee out of a styrofoam cup. It's just one of those things that it's not enjoyable. It changes the whole the whole ritual is like the warm mug in your hands and just sipping it and feeling that comfort. So that's important to me. And as a consumer, if you come at me with a big hairy brush and your barbicide has, looks like, you know, chunks of dandruff from 1980 in there, that's disgusting. And I do notice when I lay back at a shampoo bowl at a salon yeah. now in Florida, I look up and I see dust balls, you know, exactly. the size of a human being coming out of the air conditioning vent. And it's so simple to just make it so clean. I mean, if you're, if you hate to clean, which I do, I always paid somebody to come in and right. do a deep clean once a week. You don't have to get on your hands and knees yourself, but by caring about the details, you can charge the higher price, which then enables you to pay to have it cleaned. And then everybody wins. That woman who likes to clean is able to support her family because you're paying her to do something that you hate. It's all paying it forward and, and creating wealth for everyone. Well, it's funny because someone said like, why are you doing like all this stuff for your clients? And I was, I was like, what do you mean? So I like each month I'm doing something different. And I said, cause one, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to give to my clients. And that is the, in return is what I hear from my clients. Oh my gosh. Like the ones that laying back and I'm like, um, can you, uh, let me, my AD day, let me go back. So can you imagine like I, <laughs> yesterday before my sister comes in work, like I get there a little early and I write down on, on our, I have a little book, like what she needs to accomplish today. And I do that because one, I don't have to be bothered Two, here it's in front of you. And three, like, let's just get it done and move on. Like, don't, you don't have to ask me questions here. It is do, do, do. So that's, you know, how I do it. So I've noticed here and there, they, the two people who work with me have forgotten to ask to give like, Hey, I'm doing hand scrubs right now for um, like the fall. You know how hard it was for me in my head not to like spin and be like, what are you not doing? Right. <laughs> so I just like write down or in my head, I'm like, talk to them at the end of the day. Like, so I'm like, guys, like, listen, I know you think it's like weird, but like, this is, this is mine. And this is my client. Yeah. I'm paying you. This is what I want. You know what I mean? So like, they're like, okay. And I'm like, just, I know some are like, no, no. And I always say, oh my gosh. It feels so good. Get it. You'll love it. And like, they, they hear from me that I like, get it, love it. They are like, Oh, that felt so good. Like a little hand scrub. 
can go a long way. Does it maybe give them an extra dollar or two in their pocket as a tip? I'm sure it does, but it's just those added services. Yeah, I may not have time in the world or do the best pictures or this or that, but my clients probably are more or less talking about how they're treated for their service. And that's important. I think that's what a lot of people need to get back to, especially now, is the service. It's also what you deliver. But if you go back to Michael Cole days, who's that other guy? John. Um, John DeJulius. It's one of my right. favorite books, Secret Service. Exactly. What do they ever, what do they always say? Well, I love that you brought up the difference between seeing things on social media and an actual experience. I can vouch for you that there's nothing worse than when you leave a salon to go open your own salon. You're not really loved by your former employee. I, I left on great terms and I was able to, you know, say hello and stop in or whatever. But then when you came to work for me, it became a whole different story because it was like, okay, how many more is she going to uh, end up with? So it, it was awkward to say the least to go back to the salon when you don't work there anymore. And I used to go and pay for an appointment to see you just for your head massage alone. I mean, you give an amazing haircut and blow dry, but your head massage, I can vouch for the fact that you built an amazing clientele quicker than anyone in that company because of your head massage at the sink. Don't you think? <laughs> like that I, was like, people would talk about that and think about, especially now with COVID, I get mad at my husband. I'm like, please just hug me. Just give me a hug. He's not a hugger. I'm like, I just need human contact. I need to be hugged and spend time with another human being. So just a hug, or like you said, you know, somebody rubbing your feet during a pedicure or getting a massage and having, you know, oil rubbed on your body, just that human touch. You know, I, I would come back just for that and forgive you if you cut my bangs too short, or if you gave me a mullet and it was too layered, I would remember that massage the most. So I love that you tied into the whole social media thing because people are spending way more time on the fake version of what they're doing in the salon on social media to attract clients to come to them. There's nothing worse than a bait and switch. And I can tell you, I moved recently to another state and I can give you 15 examples where I fell in love with a business from their social media. And I get in my car and I plug in the address on my GPS and I have butterflies driving there. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to get that. Whatever it is that they had. There was a cupcake place called Soiree and their Instagram was so on point that I was like, I got to get here. Like, I don't even need a cupcake or want a cupcake. I just need to see this place. It was literally like maybe 300 square feet when I got there, this teeny tiny little place with a case with maybe 10 cupcakes in it. And their branding was on point as far as their colors and everything. But I pictured this destination, like that thing in New York that everybody goes to because of the Kardashians with the candy and the milkshakes and all that stuff, sugar, I think it's called. So that's what I was expecting. And every single time I've had that Insta expectation, I get there and I'm like, do you have other locations? Is this maybe the wrong location? Like, I just can't even believe how different it is. And that's what's going to happen to your clients. So when you said your goal is to get two clients a month, I venture to say those guests are going to come from your existing guests raving about your mimosas, your spotless salon, and your on-point service. 
versus the reel that you made on Instagram that made them, you know, giggle and want to get to know you more. It's just very frustrating though. Like, honestly, like I go on, I mean, I just recently, probably in September, like took a Canva class, like a one-on-one Canva class because I was using it, but I wasn't using it to its ability. So I took a class. It was phenomenal. Like, great. I know it. Good. Cross that off my list. Now I'm like, okay, now let me take a branding class, like to try to brand me better. And I do it solely, I guess, for the social media end of it, because I wanted to look good, but I feel like I, I give my service good. I mean, can I always be better? Absolutely. Everyone can be better at what they do. No one is perfect. So like when I see people say not taking any more appointments or this and that, I'm like, oh my God, like those people are only coming every four or five months. And some of them, like when I talk to young people, it's, they need that, um, like they need to feel the, the wow, like the wow right away. And if they're not getting it right away, they move on. They're mountain, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that, yeah. so want all that young like clientele, I love it. I want diverse because they all, it all is like comes around. I have a client that you know the family very well, um, Kelly Cavanaugh, who's now married. I've been doing her since high school. She, I like, she is like one of my, best clients ever. I've, I've all good clients, but she's really good. Like she works at chop and she gets me clients all the time. And it's great. Like it's because I've been doing her for all these years. I've been through like her when she was young with a boyfriend, getting married, did her hair for a wedding, like having a baby, like all these things. And she, and I have a great relationship and I feel like when she wants something or she needs the next level or whatever, um, I, I lost your idea. I get her to that next level. You know what I mean? And she helps me to get to that next level. So I cherish what she does for me. You know what I mean? It's just, I feel like some of these young stylists are just like, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. It's just like, they just want to like do a quick one four or $500 sit on their asses for two or three hours. And I just, well, I would, me personally, that would never work for me. I would go crazy. Right. Well, I think the key is, you know, anytime you look around at what other people are doing, you think that you're missing out by not doing it. But I think it's important to know, I'm glad that you said you took a branding class because in my membership for hairstylists, it's called Hair Color Secrets Insider. And you know, my 80% of what I provide is hair color education, but I would not be a good educator if I didn't include marketing, branding, pricing, and all of those things, because getting the client in the first time is sometimes the easiest part, right? It's maintaining them and making sure to pre-book them and giving that um, level of service to keep them recommending people to you. So if you stay in your lane and understand who you are and what your business is all about and don't get caught up in what everybody else is doing because I've watched, you know, I've been doing it long enough that I've watched people's path and the ones that were no longer taking new clients are now like 
50% off any service. Come today. I have 42 openings. <laughs> like they learned the hard way that it was that ego of I'm so busy. I'm going to shut down my book. You should never shut down. In my opinion, you should never shut down your book because you and I are experiencing now we're losing clients. You know, we're at the age where women that were older than us are now, you know, passing away or moving away. You know, they're moving to warmer climates and becoming snowbirds. So you always have to have that open door policy of welcome to all new people because that's the only way you give yourself a raise and raise your prices is by continuing to allow new people to come in because what will happen is, you know, you'll outprice yourself for a certain client where they're a perfect fit for Amanda and they're going to start seeing Amanda and it's like the circle of life for right. the client cycle. So there's enough for all of us. Um, and I, trust me, I, I have a hard time with the whole social media thing too. And, and with what I do, I have to do it because that's where I connect with other hairdressers. Um, but I was, I just joined this one group um, this week. And the reason I joined her group was she said, you don't have to stand there and point and do one of those dancing reels. I was like, oh, thank God, because I don't want to do that. You know, yeah. I, I've done this for 35 years. I know hair color inside and out. And I don't want to have to be, you know, look like, you know, somebody trying to dance and be Britney Spears at 54 on a reel to get somebody's attention. I know there's other ways that I can do that. So I have my moments where I have my like, oh my gosh, do I have to do this? And, and then I try to do it and I see that it's not for me anyway. So sometimes you just have to keep doing this and, and pivoting to all the different things. But I think you're on track to do exactly what you your goal is to do by just being you and being really good at what you do and taking care of the client and giving that guest experience um and just keeping it simple that's always been my um it's the kiss model keep it simple stupid um because the more we overcomplicate it the more we stress ourselves out and we're constantly trying to be all things to all people and it really is never never necessary so so what would um to wrap this up because you and i could talk forever what would you say um to 20 year old Gina who just finished in beauty school and you loved makeup, you loved updos, you loved all the things. Um, you originally didn't do color, then you got really good at color. So what would you tell yourself knowing what you know now, what would you tell that 20 year old Gina? I would definitely still stick with going to work for someone when you first get out of school. I think that was very important suck as much education out of your employer, like learn, 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 and then build from that until you're ready. Like I would say, give yourself a good five years before you go into a solo suite this way, because one, you can stash away money, build an account to then purchase everything, get everything the way you want it and have something to fall back on with the slow months in the winter. Um, and whoever you're going to work for, have a goal in mind, like, and pick their brain apart on the business end. Watch what they do. Say, yes, I want to do that. No, I want to do that. I also believe in being, being me personally. And I know you don't agree with this because you just did color, but I love doing color and cutting together. I think for me, it goes together. So learn as much as you can and just 
keep educating yourself, do education, and in five years, have a goal to definitely have your own place. It is the way of our industry is going. So go with it, but first start off with a good foundation because a foundation by far is the most important thing. I agree. And it's, it's the most missed right now. Um, the new trend is, you know, right out of school, I'm going to go get a suite and I'm going to make it work. And we started this interview with you saying you were afraid you were going to miss being able to hit David up for, you know, his opinion on a formula or being able to ask, you know, someone down the hallway that you just got to know in another suite. Um, that's a huge piece of getting confident behind the chair is having that phone a friend nearby to say, am I on the right track? You're not saying, tell me what to do. You're saying like, this is what I'm thinking. Is this a good idea? And just having that reassurance gives you that confidence that it's like riding a bike. All of a sudden you don't need to ask anyone, but I can't even imagine not having that training from that first company that we worked for where, you know, you're seeing them work their way out of a situation, a corrective situation, whether it turned out good or bad, you're witnessing that real time, watching them with no skin in the game, where if you try to go right into a suite and you have this major complicated thing, you're now learning, um, you know, cutting your teeth on somebody's corrective thing when you've never even done it. You know it in theory from maybe school or maybe a YouTube video, but really doing a major correction and talking about one are two very different things. Um, so I think the trend, my prediction is, I think all the suites are filled, everybody's doing the thing. And to your point about Instagram, I think they love that they can show pictures of the decor. They got to decorate and pick the colors and all of that. They get a lot more that. to it than that. Well, it's like a wedding, right? People get engaged yeah. and they get so excited about the wedding. And then they come home from the honeymoon. They're like, this is it. Why isn't anybody paying attention? Why is there not all this fun around it? I'm just married now. Like it's not fun anymore. So it's the same thing. So I think it's going to turn around and I, I, I predict five years from now, people begging to back it up and go behind, uh, stand next to a strong mentor and have the old school mentorship that they have in the UK and abroad where you watch a master and you hand them pins and you tear foils and you watch them foil and you ask questions and it's that hands-on connection to a strong mentor. So I know that you and I will be around when that happens to offer a helping hand and I definitely think it's going to happen. So thank you for making a return appearance. That's We're that. never boring, right? We always have a lot yeah. to talk about. So I'm excited yeah. for you and I'm sure I'll be bringing yeah. you back on to do an update again uh, next sure. year. Um, just to talk about, you know, the different, different stages of uh, solopreneurship and what it all turned out to be. So thank you for being here. All right. Thank you. And thank I'll you all for you listening. Know. We will see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.